Hello, my name's Scott, and here is a podcast for the sermon for the 29th of August. There is a separate podcast uh, for the readings. May these words be pleasing. How well do you remember? Perhaps you remember a game from primary school, maybe Sunday school or scouts or guides, and this uh, would involve uh, the leader coming out with a tray covered with a tea towel, which you mustn't touch. In this memory game, the tea towel would be removed uh, to show some objects, uh, ordinary objects. And when the tea towel was put back, you had to uh, challenge each other to see how many objects you could remember. James in his reading uh, the second reading for set for the sunday this sunday uh, james a writer said don't just know the bible put it into practice don't just know the bible put it into practice james talks about people's memory and people's forgetfulness he says something like this the bible is full of stories and teaching and sound advice some people seem to read it but then instantly forget. It's as if someone looks into a mirror, then goes away and instantly forgets what they have just seen. Mirrors. Student said to the careers advisor, I think I want a job cleaning mirrors. It's just something I really could see myself doing. Well, I've got three mirrors to describe this morning. The first um, came from a famous gentleman uh, whose name was Charles Dodgson, better known as Lewis Carroll. And you probably know that Lewis Carroll went to Richmond School and on a Sunday attended our church here at St. Mary's Richmond. His dad was an Anglican priest based at Croft, but through this role, Charles uh, Lewis also knew Ripon Cathedral and the weird carvings under the church choir stalls. Now, it's claimed, it's thought, that these strange carved creatures might have been the inspiration for the fantastic characters that Lewis Carroll wrote about within Alice in Wonderland. In the second book, Through the Looking Glass, Alice re-enters Wonderland through a magic mirror. Now, I know I'm biased, but I think it's quite likely. I'd like to think that it's likely that um, Charles Dodgson, Lewis Carroll, also knew the weird carvings and creatures under our ancient choir stalls. That's before he saw the ones at Ripon. And feel free to enter our uh, open church. Uh, if you're there on Sunday after the service, go and have a look at uh, the, the stalls. They flip up the ancient choir stalls and underneath are all the weird and grotesque uh, creatures. So that was through the looking glass. The other two mirrors are from the Bible. We've heard of the mirror of James. 
How strange would it be if one looked at a mirror only to go away and instantly forget what's just been seen in the same way it's possible to forget what's just been read in the Bible or what we've heard or what we're about when we leave a church service. A friend I know is a retired teacher who does more volunteer hours than anyone I know. He is not a religious man because he says when he was a, a small boy, his father would go each Sunday to church. He dressed for church. He spoke well at church, an upstanding member of the church family. When his dad returned home from church, all this would be forgotten. He would be physical with his family, especially his mother. He was cruel, unloving, even to his nearest and dearest, especially his nearest and dearest. The following Sunday, he would be back in church and the pattern would repeat. He would leave church and forget. James says that we should not simply do church, not only know the Bible, we should put it into practice in daily living. Seven whole days, as we sing, not one in seven. The third and last mirror from the Bible is the glass darkly of Paul. Um, these words may seem familiar. Though I see now through a glass darkly, then I shall know, even as I am known. Paul reminds us that we are made in the image of God. It's not always the clearest of images, but it's there. We are made by God, known by God, loved by God. The image is there in me, it's there in you, in the rich, the poor, in the baby taking their first breath, in a person taking their last. Made by God, known by God, loved by God. Easy, isn't it? Forget. We can forget this image of God, the God of love, who is always mindful of us, but we are not always mindful of him. So what can we do? What do we do? We, members of a church family, whether we're in church or at home, we choose routines that work against this forgetfulness. We remind ourselves and each other of the presence and love of God. We come to church, we worship, we come together as a church family to remind each other, to show each other the image of God, made by God, known by God, loved by God. Last week, John, in his sermon, encouraged us not to get out of the habit of doing church, the routines, the practices of doing church. Some of the uh, church mugs used at yesterday's plant and produce sale had those familiar words, keep hold of that which is good. And we have choice when and how. Our church, this church, 
Our church family has a service every morning, a service every evening, and our services on Sunday. We choose to take part in God's rhythm of life. It's not been easy to retain our familiar church practices over this last year and a half. We've had other routines to learn or relearn when to wear a mask, where to wear a mask and washing hands. It was judged necessary to teach us to wash our hands. Do you remember? First it was wash your hands for as long as it takes to sing happy birthday. But that wasn't good enough. Then it became uh, as long as it takes to sing happy birthday twice. What about this one? Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Look how clean my two hands are with soap and water, wash and scrub. Got those germs off, rub-a-dub-dub. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Look how clean my two hands are. Assuringly, we're from uh, primary classrooms. Have you felt frustration and shared frustration when you see others not following the rules? If only everyone would follow the rules, then we will beat COVID. You will have heard it say. And yet there seems to have been and still seems to be so many different versions of what the rules are and what the rules should be. Jesus made it clear. He was not against rules. He was not against commandments and laws. But he didn't buy into the idea that you can do anything, you can beat anything, you can achieve anything simply by making more and more rules for yourself and for others. There were those who did. The religious leaders made rules commanded others and condemned Jesus and his friends when they did not follow them in the way that they prescribed. We do ask people to wash their hands when they come into our church, our house of God, but we don't claim that this brings a person close to God. We do wish to do everything that we can to protect ourselves and others from disease. But Jesus also warns us against spiritual dis-ease and damage. He gives a daunting list. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. That's quite a list. And not a positive end to any sermon. So what about ending with the opposite list? Things that we wish not to avoid, but we wish to show when we remember God together, as we practice our religion together, as we redis rediscover those acts of worshipping together. What are the common values we wish to remember and show to each other. Here are Paul's well-known gifts of the Spirit, which we are not to forget. Love, joy, 
peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these there is no law. Amen.